0: Fish got ladies in a line Bald as and monkeys with a war in their vines Staring up to sunset Waiting hushed and concrete for their time So, and welcome to another exciting episode of Tales for Wales, the pod that never fails to be that little bomb of jaeger in your energy drink, that that little drama rum in your coke, or your or your ginger beer if you're feeling exotic, and that little bit of Welsh joy just to fill up the glass that is life. That's pretty good, wasn't it? Right. <laughs> you went
1: in advance to that, did you?
0: Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I wrote that down uh, swiftly before we came on then, because I thought if we, we don't have a, uh, one prepped, we yeah. fall apart a bit, don't we, so I don't, <laughs> yeah. I'd, have a, I'd have one ready to go. We fucking uh, I'm Jack, and so as bad. always... Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, we absolutely do. Uh, as I say, I'm Jack, I'm, I'm joined by my constant brother-in-arms, Franco. <laughs> uh, oi, oi, have <laughs> a Indeed. And today we're talking about the Battle of Fishguard, but before we blow our proverbial beans... What have you been up to, mate?
1: Well, I think the big issue of the day, Jack, is that you fucked it, oh, did didn't you? How did <laughs> you I know this was coming? You fucked it. You look, made me look right rightful.
0: I think it still worked, because when we were talking about... Listeners of the previous episode, uh, The Laws of Horvath, will we'll make reference to a, a very sausage-fingered <laughs> depiction of King Hoel, and we, as we were talking about this on the episode while we were recording, I googled the, that very image, and I was things. Oh, is it this one? Is it the one with the sausage finger? Is he sitting on something? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Happens. Turns out we were talking about two very different pictures, but yeah. they both had like overlapping themes, didn't they? They both had sausage I, finger. They both had sure him if sitting you on cut a it out, but I said
1: he had a bull chin, like a bull chinigan. Uh, like it looked like his his chin was like a big hairy nutsack, and um. But I didn't hear that in the in the edit, so that might have be, been chopped. But um, the one I said looks so much more like a tea towel drawing. And then when I was it hearing does. myself and back, because I was at the gym, mm. on working on my gains this morning, being a hunk, and I uh, mm. and I heard it. and I thought, hang on, that's not the right image. And I went into pure meltdown. <laughs> I, I called you, I and I never out a called shower you. And I
0: had two missed calls. Now <laughs> yeah. I never get calls from Franco. It's text, text, text all the time. So I was thinking, what on earth has happened that he's required two? <laughs> Things. I thought it was like, is he going to reschedule the record today? Yeah. Has he had a fucking like heart attack? And he wants me to be the last person he <laughs> yeah. ever speaks to on the planet. And I was thinking, too, what's going on? And then I was like, oh, it's just, <laughs> it was just, we got the wrong Slightly image. Slightly wrong okay. image.
1: So all of you who listened on day one, which is quite a few, because I went on to the, the data mm. to see and it'd been downloaded a couple hundred times. I was like, oh, fuck's sake. Um, uh, they're, they're going to think that my uh, brilliant observation isn't 100% accurate. So now, if you listen I to... I don't a, look like
0: a tea towel. What are you all about? <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> I even jumped on Instagram and on Twitter to be like, this is the right I image, guys. I saw your, your right very image. quick
0: course correction. <laughs>
1: this is what we meant, all right? still it's <laughs> still relevant. <laughs> yeah, so I'm really over... I, I do that, though. I, I hyperfixate and I panic over the smallest stuff. I, I was thinking... If you were listening and you went to go look at the image, you'd be like, hmm, "It doesn't really look a tea towel. It's not too bad." But then, if you look at the actual one, it is shockingly bad, isn't it? It's so... Fucking... So anyone
0: listening after today, you'll be fine. You'll be none the wiser yeah. until you listen yeah. to this episode, of course. Then you'll see see what a shambles we are. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Everyone who listened yesterday, probably unfollowed after the disgust of us uh, fucking it up. And, <laughs> yeah, well, that does You get
0: one like mistake, <laughs> you get one mistake, and then you're fucking done, unsubbed. Yeah, uh, I, I've got some more um, potentially bad news about the last episode as well. Oh. We only got hit with a fucking copyright claim, didn't we? What? But it's all right. It's only in Russia we've been cancelled. Putin's fucking oh. cast the first stone. But I looked at our little stats, and we don't get any listeners in Russia anyway.
1: Why? So. why? What, what, no what's loss. the Kremlin I don't got know, a problem just, with this time?
0: I don't know, but I've I've decided that I'm starting Cold War number two. <laughs> yeah, Total freeze I'm, in I'm just... Yeah, I think, um, well, you know, they've just gone too far this time. Putin, after all, all these things, <laughs> this is this is where I've lost my head with it. Our comrades and, uh, yeah, in so, Russia
1: betrayed us.
0: I know, so I'm calling on our listeners, our loyal bannermen, you know. There's no fences in this upcoming war. Yeah. You, you either agree that it's a God-given right to put, very humorously, the clash song, I Fought the Law oh, and the Law One, on a yeah, podcast episode that talks about laws, or you're just a slave to the fucking hammer yeah, so, and sickle aren't you you just like <laughs> fucking worship Fabergé eggs. it's no good
1: uh, so ironically we fought the law and the law won
0: yeah so the law beat there's,
1: us there's little alright
0: luckily we don't get any from the stats I'm looking at any, we hints. don't have a single one Russian listener so we haven't lost anything really and you know I, I prefer to be on the, the side of democracy in this
1: so we're not, we're not massive in Stalingrad or oh, whatever Stalingrad is now called Think
0: it's still no over. Yeah, we'll march on them still, obviously, yeah. just for the slight. Because <laughs> I mean, um, it's clear Putin's just terrified that this our part is going to galvanise the
1: West. So yeah. you know, we just we're um, being cancelled, mate. Yeah, I just just call it Stalingrad. I don't think it's been called Stalingrad for like for years. It's, it's now called <laughs> Volgograd. But anyway, we're
0: talking history, mate. <laughs> yeah, right? back that's in the day. Stack, that's, our, um, that's our shtick.
1: What? So how come it's allowed on the UK ones and stuff then? Because is it because it's like under a certain amount of time?
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't know why, it's, but we're, we're only banned... It's only been the, it's only the one video, and it's been yeah. taken down in... You just can't view it in Russia, basically. So if, oh, got, yeah. if you are Russian listeners and you want to chuck on a VPN and listen to us, I'm sure yeah. that'll work, but... Um, we're like
1: Pussy yeah. Riot, aren't we? We're, we're, we're fighting the... Yeah. <laughs> we're
0: exactly like Pussy Riot, <laughs> yeah. Um, do you want
1: to hit us with a review?
0: Yeah, go on then. This is a nice, short and sweet one. This uh, latest review is from Pow 20021972 I'm just going to call more. you Pow 2002 now because that's too, much, too many numbers to recite. Yeah. But Pow 2002 said, It's very funny. Five stars. <laughs> it's very funny and makes Welsh history fun. Short, sweet, to the point. Thank yeah. you,
1: Pau2002. Pow 2002 just Pow. POW i am lead to the beat. Yeah. POW. <laughs> Pow. what do you know about me? Pow. I'm for the beat. top. dogs with bee me you me um just a bit little bit of, it's very bit funny pal. <laughs> um, what uh and also last bit of admin if you want to help with the pod costs and running and keeping us uh, in canned uh, which by that I mean we having a beer although we're not having beers at the moment are we we're we're, we're still off the beer
0: yeah, those who have missed our drunken slurring and rants and anecdotes and riffs, we'll be back on the cans for next episode's recording, yes. I believe. Yeah, tomorrow night. So, yeah, that'll and be a boozy one.
1: I'll be coming back from um, work in London and then pub in London and then train cans on the train. So I won't be home till 10. And we're going to do a record tomorrow night and we're going to be a few shoots to the wind. I'll probably be
0: sat in my living room drinking Waiting cans until drinking. you come on. So, yeah, yeah. it's going to be a, a messy one, I imagine. Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, so if you want to help with uh just keeping the pod afloat, um, there's a link to our little money pot, or whatever it is. Um, yeah, a little I mean, donations sort of link yeah. if you, yeah, if anyone's feeling generous. Yes, um, sorry, <laughs> I'm tired. <today. laughs> Boring you, mate. Well, I went out to see John Robbins, the comedian John Robbins, which I'm sure people who follow this will probably know about is James. Um, Mm. The Welsh comedian who does a podcast with uh, John Robbins, who's a Bristolian comedian, um, and he did his live stand-up show. And he's uh, he's now an al- he's a recovering alcoholic, and he like devo- he got broke up with his fiance, um, and he's all of his life always goes a little bit wrong. And his humor's always laid in like being getting things a bit wrong. Uh, but his, his he won like the Perrier Award, which is like the best um, thing at the Fringe you could win. Um, a couple of Mm. years ago, and knowing his luck, it's the first time in history they ever split it between him and someone else, so things just never work out right for him. But I saw his stand-up show last night, Howl. It was only the third Mm. uh, night of it launching, and it was fucking amazing. It is the best stand-up I've ever seen. Uh, And I've seen, like, I've been seeing Ricky Gervais, I've seen James Acaster, I've seen, uh, like, you know, we're we're quite fans of going to... We go to life stand up quite a bit, and it's fucking. It's mm. so sad at points, and really intense and bleak. And and then within like a, a sentence, he makes you like gut wrenchingly laugh, and it, it's well yeah. gut wrenchingly sad, and then belly-bustingly laugh. It's just really, Sounds really good. like a roller coaster, mate. It, it is. It's full on. And then, um, his the end, he was blighted by tech issues the entire night. So the show was running late. So obviously, on the, the cans. Was there, there was,
0: a uh, sort of kindred spirit element to it with you? Like, hey, look, mate, I am you were the same. We used to have tech <laughs> yeah, issues on the park all the time.
1: Yeah, um, but it just meant people had more drinks. And there's a show about alcoholism, mm. so it's a bit intense when if we're all on the lash and he's like, yeah, yeah. And then he died. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he he has like a, a crescendo to the end and uh, the entire audio hadn't been working so he had to have his uh, producer put his phone to the microphone to play a lot of the music um, and then at the last minute like, the music came back on and interrupted his final and he just threw his <laughs> mic to the floor and he was like are you fucking kidding <laughs> <not> me <laughs> and he was so sad and then the crowd were like go on George, go on and like sh- showering him with love which makes it even more emotional and it was oh, it was brutal it was really full on but um, afterwards we're like alright we gotta go for a little debrief drink for this um, and course. so I feel I feel I only had like maybe five pints a skittle bomb and a and a <laughs> like a vodka just coke. just the
0: skittle bomb the cherry on top That's well just, Emma yeah. wanted one Why not to just begin the with
1: because she was a bit hungover mm. from going out the day before so she wanted a, a skittle bomb to give us the you know to perk you up because we the call pirko, skittle bombs yeah. which if people don't know a skittle bomb is a Jaeger bomb but with Quantro and it's fucking it tastes like skittles yeah. which are delicious it's so sweet yeah um, so, yeah, I feel a little bit, like, just a little bit foggy and groggy today, just so... um
0: Yeah, I just feel a little bit sort of poisoned from the, the weekend because I had my fill on the weekend. I don't feel terrible, but, you know, when you just got, like, the remnant of the, yeah. the poison in your bloodstream. Yeah. Uh, just in time. It'll be gone by tomorrow, I imagine, but then we're getting on the lash again, so... Yeah, yeah the it's mega repeat, lash. So, mm. um,
1: yeah, well, stay tuned for the next episode. So what's today's episode going to be about, then? Oh, so hang today... on, let me try and do a link, because I like doing a link. Okay, yeah, um, go on. So, I was, we were fishing, oh, um, uh, so, um, John Robbins' comedy <laughs> is about him being very guarded at times, uh, which leads us nicely onto today's episode, which is about fish guarded. Oh, ah,
0: forgetting. boom. You, this is, you're, you found your niche here, mate. These little the <laughs> yeah. links. Very good.
1: Yeah, I hate myself. But
0: yes, today we're going to be talking about the Battle of Fish So, people often mistakenly reference the Battle of Hastings in 1066 as the last time mainland Britain was invaded. But if you were to say that, uh, all the other historians in the rooms, all the boffins, would point at you and laugh and ridicule you into submission because you would be wrong. virgin, virgin. Yeah, go, you fucking loser. You haven't got the first clue about history. (laughs) So, because uh, the French invaded southwest Wales in 1797. And guess what? That... Is more recent than 1066 So that's <laughs> why you'd be a snivelling mess on the floor uh, As to eau chevelle
1: Oui J'ai une chevelle Le prends le taxi I'm learning French by the way I'll Duolingo. Uh, ah, are you a host? Very good I remember I,
0: I think so I can yeah. say The girl is reading maybe Yeah, go la, on No le, 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 uh, la, filie. Filie. Yeah. la fille La fille yeah, yeah, there we go. That's about it. Yeah. That's the extent of that's my. Just, that's just French the girl. <laughs> oh, is it? But I thought it was yeah. like La fille, La fille, you know something. Oh, uh, oh the, La garçon, like... Lee. There we go. With
1: the boy. Yeah, leave, I think it's mm. leave. I know. Mean, who gives a fuck? It, the way you can tell uh, book is leave with like uh, with a V, and then read is without the V. And that, the way you remember it is the V looks like a book opening.
0: Nice, another top <laughs> linguistic tip from you there, after yesterday's one, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm right, eight, yesterday's the last episode.
1: I'm on 89 days of learning uh, Duolingos, so I'm, uh, this time wait, next year, Wait I'll, until I'll we crack. I'll up.
0: catch up and we'll we'll start something new, Tales for France, and we'll yeah. just do a French one. Yeah. yeah, why not? Anyway, moving on from that shit joke, Um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Where was I? Yeah, so yeah, if you're a big dum-dum, you think 1066 was the last um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, invasion. (laughs) Big big dum-dum. But it was actually in 1797 when West Wales was invaded by France. So, a little bit of background to the whole thing. Why were they there? What were they doing? So back in 1797, as I mentioned, Napoleon Bonaparte was busy conquering Central Europe. And while he was over there shooting cannons and shit, I don't really know much about that. Well, are
1: you going to watch that film, the new one with... Yeah, I'll probably watch that. That's probably
0: my only um, sort of research (laughs) I ever do on that period. But yeah, so he was over there shooting cannons, killing people and conquering Europe and whatnot. And back in France, the newly formed French Revolutionary Government, known as the Directory, hatched a cunning plan to take a foothold in Britain. So is that his army. Uh, it's like the it was the what's call it the government at the time a revolutionary yeah. government called the but,
1: directory and they're, they're um, part of the Bonaparte's gang are they yeah
0: they're, they're part of the french army but i'll go into like sort of what the army was compromised of now sorry. it was a little bit of french soldiers and then there's a, yeah i'll go into it a bit in a, in a sec so but basically sorry. the you should be and the so the plan was a three-pronged strike to get a foothold in britain the french would send 15,000 troops to ireland to support a group called the United Irishmen so these were another revolutionary group they were not fans of the British crown uh, and wanted to cause a bit of unrest and the combined forces of the French and Irish would then draw British troops over to Ireland uh, allowing the other two invading forces to secure their landing sites with relatively little resistance so one of the other landing sites was at Newcastle and then a smaller force uh, of 1400 men what are the French
1: bastards doing here (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Don't think you're a long way from home? You're a long lad. way from home. Like a bite at a grove. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. Uh-huh, you you uh-huh. get the idea.
1: Yeah.
0: So, like I said, there's a smaller force then, 1,400 men, led by an Irish American named Colonel William Tate. Uh, and that force was to be sent originally to Bristol to raise the city, and then move on to Chester, and eventually Liverpool. Uh, now, as I mentioned earlier, uh, there was this force was 1,400 men. 400 were actual French soldiers that weren't needed in Napoleon's sort of shenanigans. So these were four, 400 actual soldiers loyal to the to France and all that, and the rest though were made up from convicts and ex-prisoners. Um, it was called, uh, what was called a penal force. Hmm. Nothing to do with penis, though, Cock, apparently. Yeah. Um, yeah,
1: cack. A strong cack. <laughs> um, <yeah>. But,
0: <laughs> I don't know why tickled me, but yeah. They, you like tickling
1: so, cacks, don't you? Sorry.
0: Oh, God, it's Cack. too easy. It's so a fun through. word to say yeah. in American accent. I let me and Cack. Amy always say anything that's got even sounds or rhymes with cock, we go Cack. There's like the, <laughs> <laughs> My local pub, my nearest pub to me is the Heathcock, but we never yeah. call it the Heathcock, we call it Heathcock. Heathcock. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, we are getting on a rant here, a cock-based rant, but anyway. So yeah, like I said, 400 actual French soldiers, the rest were like made of convicts, ex-prisoners, and very undisciplined and all that. They were all well, they were all very well armed, but yeah, there was sort of less than half of them were actual soldiers. So come the day for the plan to be executed, uh, all three groups of ships were met with horrendous weather. So the largest force that was headed to Ireland was scattered and depleted, with not even a single soldier setting foot on Irish soil. What they say? The second dying? force bound. F- uh, yeah, some of them died, but they main most of them turned back. And they were just scattered. Uh, the sort of convoy of ships was sure. like all split up, and so they just sacked it off. I was just going to say,
1: you know, like people have a go at the British weather. It's become it's mm. it's so sometimes useful in defending your country because it's so hard to make yeah. it headway. It's the, 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 the nature the, itself and the Irish Sea is incredibly rough, and the the seas that go between, you know, the the waters around the UK are really hazardous. So it's like notoriously tourists yeah. yeah, notoriously hard to get onto. Back to you.
0: But yeah, this was uh, yeah, this was exactly an example of that. So no, the contingent of men uh, that were headed to Ireland, they didn't make it. The second force bound for Newcastle suffered similar weather, uh, was forced to turn back to France about halfway. But Colonel Tate, who was leading the smaller force, uh, heading to Bristol, he very, uh, well, either bravely or stupidly, uh, stupidly probably defend, uh, considering the outcome, but he decided to persevere through. Uh, and although the weather was too rough to make landfall in Bristol, he turned, changed course and decided that they'd uh, they'd settle up at, in Cardigan Bay, which is in southwest Wales. So on February 22nd, 1797, Colonel Tate and his ships were greeted with a, the fire of a cannon from a local fort as they approached Cardigan Bay. This made Tate very nervous, and he ordered his forces to continue sailing to what was considered a less defended site called Carigwasteg Point. Which is about three miles from Fishguard. What Dopey Colonel Tate didn't realise was that what they heard was just the essentially like a local alarm clock. Oh, cock, a local <laughs> alarm clock. <laughs> cock. <laughs> I got cock on the mind. Um, <laughs> was it a local alarm clock for the townsfolk? So, have you been to like uh, certain places like Nice? Does it, for example, um, they just fire gunpowder? There's no cannonball. And they'll just fire the cannon at certain times of the day to signify, you know, the time. Wake and up, this was man. one of those. So it was, yeah, it was just a wake. This was just a wake-up call for local townsfolk with no cannonball or anything like that. But Colonel Tate was such a, a scaredy pants yeah. that he heard that and assumed that um, the mainland were firing on him. So he was just a big little Jesse boy, really. Uh, <laughs> and anyway, he uh, so sure they they sail fair. on down. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So. They sailed on back then to Carraghwastead uh, Point, where they thought it would be quieter, and by 2am they anchored up there, and by 2am the next day they'd put ashore 17 boats worth of troops, 47 barrels of gunpowder 50 tonnes of cartridges and grenades, and 2,000 stands of arms. So they assembled quite quickly on the on the beach there. Do you know what a stand of arms is? Uh, it's I looked at it, and it's basically uh, a stand for all your weapons, so they're easy oh. to grab. Yeah, rather cool. than being in, like, a pile, you know? Yeah. Well, that's what I read. That was no, one, yeah. like, one first Google result. So yeah. if it is something other than that, too late. Sorry. It's gone <laughs> by then. Yeah, so. <laughs> so the irregulars in the French forces, uh, that is the troops that weren't actual soldiers, they were known as irregulars, um, they quickly broke ranks and began to just loot any properties nearby for swag and booze. In the meantime, whilst forces were being amassed and sent as reinforcements including volunteer infantry, the Pembroke Yeoman Cavalry, the Pembrokeshire Militia and a few merchant ships that had brought cannons, half to be placed at Haverford West Castle and the other half sent to Fishguard to assist the forces there. By the time all the various reinforcements had been amassed, John Campbell, the Baron of Cowder at the time, was given overall command of the mixed offensive force and they headed to Fishguard. Thomas Knox, who was a 28-year-old lieutenant colonel with zero combat experience, uh, was the man in charge of the volunteer infantry that was located at Fishguard, totaling around 200 men. So just to be clear, and not, uh, so this isn't too confusing, John Campbell, the Baron of Cowder, he's amassing all these um, forces, and they're coming from Haverford Westway to assist Fishguard. And Thomas Knox, now this guy with zero experience, he's got about 200 men, volunteer militia, and... Um, that were based in Fishguard, so they're there on site. If that makes sense, yeah. does that does that make sense to you? Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Okay, cool. So while plenty of residents did do a runner once the invasion was apparent, there was much more locals that pledged themselves to defend Fishguard and support Knox and his infantry, and they all turned up with impro- improvised weapons. So like, um, what do you call it, pitchforks and yeah. fucking rakes and trowels and knows what. Stuff. But then, <laughs> yeah, like proper angry farmer folk, you know. yeah so although John Campbell and his reinforcements were en route, Knox was heavily outgunned and outnumbered, and had to make one of three decisions while he waited for the much-needed numbers. He could attack the French, defend from Fishguard, or retreat towards the reinforcements coming from Haverford West. He reasoned that to fight such an overwhelming force was foolhardy, and so decided to retreat and meet Campbell's reinforcements.
1: And how many of them were there? It was like 400, around 400? Uh, the there
0: range. was 200 of the militia in yeah. Fishguard. Yeah, and how and, many of the French um, on the beach? Uh, 1,400 so 1,400 1,400 fucking hell yeah so he was vastly vastly outnumbered hmm. so both armies then uh, the, the Welsh armies now they managed to uh, meet each other up at Trefgarn, which is about 8 miles south of Fishguard. Campbell then took control of the combined forces and all in all they were about 600 men hmm. but these were like the two hundred militia the rest were like actual soldiers the French irregular's behaviour by this point had worsened uh, and discipline among them had basically collapsed after they found a huge stash of wine that locals had acquired from a recent Portuguese shipwreck off the coast. So they found a shitload of wine and they just decided to get absolutely battered. Um, and the invasion began losing a lot of momentum uh, as all these ex-cons and criminals and whatever, they started mutinying rebelling, and and... Yeah. And in some cases, they just fucked off to the Welsh countryside, apparently. They just got hammered and went, <laughs> right, I'm, I'm, I'm going. I can't be asked for this. Um, so the Welsh locals were actually very hostile to the invading force as well. So any time they come across French, they'd attack them. Uh, and there was deaths on both sides of the uh, of the battle. So um, some French killed some Welsh, some Welsh killed some French.
1: Do you have a time frame of how long they were there?
0: They're only there for two days, so this is halfway through, like, the first day. Yeah. Um, there was actually a local legend uh, called Jemima Nichol... Uh, sorry, Jemima Nicholas. She was a 47-year-old woman known locally as Jemima Vaud, or Jemima the Great in English.
1: <laughs> oh, god, Jemima. Um,
0: guess what Jemima did? She seems sounds like an absolute hero. She captured 12 French soldiers all on her own with just a pitchfork and tied them up in a church and barred <laughs> them in. 12 now I don't know if that twelve. Them, I don't know if that was one at a time, you know, and just sort of slowly yeah. added to the mix. But I much prefer the idea of big old Jemima, just this absolute <laughs> big bird barreling through of troops. She reminds you me know, of like the, um,
1: you know, in I think have we got the same reference here. Are we gonna? I'm are gonna, gonna say fry attack. Well, close to it. Uh, I was gonna say mm. the giant. Chicken in uh, Robin Hood, the cartoon. You know, the Scottish lady? Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's like the big hen. Yeah. Hey,
1: listen here, laddie. <laughs> that lady.
0: That's, yeah, that's a, a very good reference. I imagine she's just like that, just boffing people and then poking a bloody pitchfork at <laughs> Yeah, so Jemima Nicholas, old Jemima the Great, she um, yeah, she got 12 French soldiers out of the uh, equation just on her own. So go on, girl. So as the um, first day was drawing to a close... Both forces were a bit of a stalemate because Campbell and the Welsh forces were quite anxious because the French had superior numbers, but they were completely unaware of how badly the chain of command had fallen apart and like how many of their troops had fucked off and like were just pissed and whatever, whereas Tate and the French soldiers, they didn't know how many men the, the Welsh army had. So, yeah. supposedly, Jemima Valde, who comes back into this now, um, she also told the women of Fishguard to wear black cloaks and wear soldiers' hats and emulate the military formations on a visible hill. And they, she'd tell them to do this early in the morning so that visibility was high enough you could see people there, but you couldn't exactly see what was going on. So the French were thinking, because they were in uh, wearing the military hats and doing the military formations, they assumed this was like uh, their forces. Yeah. And it made the the, Wel- the Welsh army's numbers look exaggerated then. Uh, and that very evening, Campbell treated with two French officers. Uh, the officers wanted to negotiate the conditional surrender of Campbell's forces, but Campbell, with his best poker face, bluffed the French, insisting he had the superior numbers and that he would only accept an unconditional surrender from Colonel Tate. And that he had 10 a.m. Uh, sorry, that he had until 10 a.m. the next day to accept; otherwise, the French would be slaughtered. Uh, So, yeah, absolutely, Billy Big Bollocks on Campbell there, just trying to bluff his way out. And so the following morning, the British forces lined up in formation, and then the residents of Fishguard that were unable to fight, they lined up alongside the cliffs behind to watch the potential battle or surrender. They didn't know which way it was going to go. Now, the locals on this cliff were mostly women, dressed in traditional Welsh attire. So for those who don't know what that is or what that looks like, it's kind of like a black bonnet with, like, some frills on it. Uh, they have like these uh, like dresses, and they have this red shawl. Um, and basically, what happened is the French were confused, and they mistook all these people in red atop the cliffs. They mistook the red shawls for the red of the British soldiers' uniforms, giving the impression that they were infantry up on the cliffs. Yeah. So they looked like they had like thousands of men. Yeah, when it was just it was just our lovely Welsh ladies just all there looking down at the what could be a, a battle sort of thing. Yeah. It's also worth noting that most of the French troops were probably uh, half-pissed or on their way to being yeah. pissed as well at this point because the um, irregulars were still, like, guzzling wine. But anyway, the, the French promptly shit themselves and Tate accepted the terms of unconditional surrender, feeling that he was massively outnumbered with, after seeing the, the, the line of red on the cliffs. Uh, and then Tate and his men were marched to Haverford West and imprisoned. And, yeah, that was basically... Well, not so much a battle, but but tame for a battle. Actually, very relatively blood free. Only a few, only a few Welsh and French died. Like I think it was six altogether. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's still an interesting little tidbit of Welsh yeah.
1: history. Yeah, especially because like people don't kind of forgot that happened and how it could have easily changed. Um, the, uh, there was a. I wanted to say that there's. I went on to Jemima Nicholas's uh, um, Wikipedia mm. page. Uh, she, was, oh, yeah. she was either a cobbler or a cobbler's wife. Um, and she she was also involved in later years uh, in the fishguard riots, um, though she was not convicted of any crime. Mm. And she she died at the age of eighty two. And there's a mark, there's a plaque for where she died. And a hat that belonged to her was sold to whatever, uh, was sold for five thousand uh, pounds to someone in Australia. Jeez. Um, and there's a children's book around her called Heroine of the Fishguard Invasion, and she's uh, noted in the top 100 Welsh women who made a significant contribution to Welsh life. So I think we should try and look more into old uh, Jeremiah, uh, Jemima. Oh, Jemima.
0: Jemima. Jemima Vowed, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Look, I, when I was reading this, it, it, there was like a, like a nice little, uh, almost like a folk hero aspect yeah. to, to it. You know, like uh, I can just imagine this big, bulsy with yeah. a pitchfork fucking manhandling the French <laughs> fucking soldiers. Come fucking come here, you
1: dirty, fresh slapping bastard. Them Give,
0: giving them a clip round the ear or when they're talking back and stuff. You know, there's, I just totally imagine
1: them. There's also a website called jemimovar.co.uk and it's like a miniature figurine website. It's called Wargaming on the Edge dot, dot, dot of Wales. And it's like, uh, have a look at it. The first image is of a woman yeah. And Is that it? Oh, it's, yeah. It's, t- oh, yeah. <laughs> it's Jemima <laughs> with, like, a piss pot. You know, one of those like, things about to attack <laughs> yeah, a Having really, a go at
0: French people, The yeah. most
1: French-looking man I've ever seen. <laughs> He's like... <laughs> <laughs> it's just a, I'll blah. try.
0: I'll have to take that and yeah. crop that for the uh, the image. Yeah. I'll actually do it right this
1: time, all right? <laughs> But scroll down. It's just that they've reenacted... It. This website's fucking archaic, but it's just it, someone who's got yeah. all these figurines of that... Um, it
0: looks like... Um,
1: you like know, like Warhammer. Warhammer. Yeah, yeah. He's British. just done
0: his own little Warhammer with <laughs>
1: yeah. like the
0: British troops and the, and the French troops, and then he's got yeah. one for Jemima. Yeah, just and fucking throwing a piss. But it's all out. on
1: one page. you've got <laughs> to scroll down, and it's um, <laughs> and it's, 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 it's so long. Yeah, so I'm gonna get lost on that instead of working today. But I really enjoyed that. I, I really like um, I, I, I it's been on our list for ages, and I actually didn't know much about it, but um, I think we should rock down to the. We should I, go visit Jemima's grave.
0: Yeah, pay our respects. Yeah. sound like a a hefty woman, a powerful well, the, presence.
1: To to be uh, 82 is a long old life in the, in the 1800s. Mm,
0: well mate she's made a strong
1: stuff clearly yeah yeah. Real god this,
0: this website is fucking long isn't it I've been scrolling through for ages <laughs> yeah. now. it's not even halfway yeah it's ridiculous
1: so don't get lost in that because I can get lost I, I I noticed myself starting to get lost and I was like okay I should go back to uh, paying attention because it's fucking <laughs> yeah there is something attention there's it. one of them there's a Frenchman on a horse waving a white flag it's like, I don't know where <laughs> this guy just built all these himself uh,
0: fair play to him I mean you know everyone needs a hobby I guess
1: yeah. It is, it is pretty wild, but uh, yeah. Anyway, um, I think that's us. That's us for the episode, isn't it? I think so, mate. Yeah, it's another short and sweet one. I, I, I think our lunchtime ones are always quite con- concise, um, but I don't mind that. Yeah, I think it's quite f- nice. To, we're efficient
0: when we're not um, full of yeah. cans, isn't
1: it? <laughs> yeah, and I think it's better. You know, we do one longy and one shorty every so often. Um, it's probably what the mm. it's what the people want. They don't want to have us hacking on for too long, I suppose, which we're doing now. But yeah. Exactly yeah. Well um, we'll
0: have a, we'll have another one um uh the next week and that one will be a little bit more messy oh, yes, I imagine yeah. and, and that's a lot more editing but the, yeah, yeah
1: yeah a lot more editing and it's not going to be uh should we do a teaser is it I oh should we just save it I don't, Ooh, don't it a little sizzle reel, we could it? say yeah we're going to do things to help you in the pub so just that's that's it We'll leave stuff. it at that. We'll leave it at that. Hmm. I'm <laughs> As doing in that anyone you tap fun. your nose. You know? I was. I That's was just doing, doing that then. I was just yeah. doing <laughs> the old uh, nose tap. And I no one in the room with me, which is mad. Um, That's uh, why
0: we're co-hosts, my friend. We're yeah. on the same wavelength. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, oh, can people also get in touch? Because someone sent me... I oh, got a really nice... I had a message from... Let me just name. Um, sorry, bear with me whilst Grandad gets his phone out. Oh. <laughs> From someone called Rees, so Rees dropped a message because um, it was Owain Glyndŵr Day the other day, um, and he mm. lives. He now lives in Owain Glyndŵr's house where he once grew up. Um, how would he say? Ooh, uh, he lived in the house I grew up in, and he mentioned that there's a story in Cardwen where um, <laughs> one time, where Owain was in a pissy fit of rage, uh, he threw his sword off like a mountain, and it. Uh, landed fucking hundreds of metres away and now there's a there's a church based on where it uh, where it land where it landed. But the <laughs> the distance from where he threw it to where it landed is like comically far away. As if he's just <laughs> like he's, he's just stormed up a hill and went, I fucking hate the English oh fuck off yeah. and he just launched the sword really far. Um, and, yeah, like it's a
0: mile away. It travels
1: yeah, a fucking mile. Yeah um and it's also it's similar to that of like the Arthur story because where apparently where he threw it it landed in a rock similar um, to sort of the stone, um, and he also said that, uh, there's stories of hidden tunnels in the house where him and his brother used to try and find the hidden uh, the, the little. Uh, what they call hatches to find where these escape routes were in the house and stuff oh. um, so I think we should try and do we should look more in, we should do an Owen special for sure and we probably should have done it to coincide yeah. with Owen Glyndur Day, but we are not I did think that it. when that came yeah. out I, I was doing something in work
0: for it like an internal thing and I was writing it and I was thinking I should do something for the pod on this that's exactly the sort of thing that we should be <laughs> thinking about and then yeah. it was like ah too late done it now <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, but people get in touch with us and let us know some of the cool facts about where you're from and any cool little Welsh history tidbits from where you're about, because they're fun to hear. Yeah,
0: any suggestions, anything like that, yeah, get in touch. Yeah. We, we, we love chatting with you, you goons.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you absolute goons. <laughs> uh, we got a few, uh, we got we got another, what, I think 10 uh, lined up. We always add into the, actually, you no, know, we've got quite a few on here. But it'd be good to hear some from you guys, what we should cover next. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Let us know what you want. Who wants to do more of a certain thing? Who wants to do less of a certain thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We normally say keep your opinions to yourself. If this was season <laughs> one, Tales for Wales, we'd be telling you to fuck off and don't bother getting in touch. But yeah. we've adapted, we've evolved, you know, we we can take the criticism now. So oh, yeah, get in touch with and... what you
1: like and what don't you like. I watched Wolf, which is a uh, Welsh-produced thriller, which uh, does suffer from a bit of that poor writing that some like BBC stuff can have, where where you can picture it written down quite well, or where you read it written down, it makes sense, but when you say it out loud, the acting is not always there. So, like one of the things was like, mm. um, uh, uh, like a guy, you know, the guy who's in charge, the mean guy in charge of the uh, the castle in fucking hell, game of thrones um the wall that does not narrow it down but are, are you on about <laughs> um
0: uh i know you mean he's, he's the he's the leader he hates of the night's john watch, snow what's his name yeah. yeah he's the
1: one who hates john snow and he's like oh you bastard you are a bastard the the guy who's in charge the one who hates john snow out on the in the mm. night's watch he's in it and says so iwan rayan who iwan rayan plays ramsey bolton and he's in it and he's obviously brilliant because he's very good in this stuff but even he can't deliver some of the lines because they just when you verbalise mm. them they're just a bit shit you know it's a bit cheesy it's not yeah, how yeah. real humans speak so that you can picture it written down and you can read it in your head and it makes sense but the minute it's verbalised you're like oh that doesn't sound quite right Yeah. like um, there's he grabs like a 50 year old man and he like whimpers and he's like um oh um so why uh oh, where's that stiff upper lip that you that your generation always bangs on about it's like oh no one really speaks like <laughs> that it's just like it's a bit cringe yeah. but point being it's quite good <laughs> so um, right yeah so far it's from a, the slightly cringe dialogue
0: sometimes yeah worth it's a watch.
1: A, yeah it's a worth a watch it's um also my partner hates horror but she's quite into thrillers and so it means i get to watch something slightly scarier and it's cool because it's all filmed in wales um and it's all filmed in Cardiff, Newport and you put Monmouthshire, so you can see quite. If you're from that area, you can spot stuff. Um, and the company who made it always, always up for
0: promoting some Welsh media. Well, you know something that's homegrown.
1: The company who made it have gone on now, so they're called Welsh T- Wolf Wolf TV. I think they are. I think they're Bad Wolf. Mm. They're, they're, the, they're that company who we mentioned of the Wales on Film, um, who are kind of sponsored by Welsh government. They've just been commissioned oh, yeah. for six new series, all filmed in Wales, that has American backing. So they're going to be oh,
0: amazing, yeah so we're coming up Wales is coming up guys yeah well,
1: Welsh cinema is massively on the app which is there's an article on the BBC around it but I thought we should do another Wales on film episode in the coming months sorry that's a be ramble at the f- end something. anyway Dielham Grandor thanks for listening love you party. yeah ta-la ta bye 50 fish ladies on and
0: of party steel Dying all the Frenchies up and down